The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about all sorts of beautiful modalities of of healing. And there is a book that I was so excited to get. It is uh, called The Spiritual Guidebook, Mastering Psychic Development and Healing Techniques. And this is by Anna Comerford. And she actually um, got an Australian Psychic of the Year Award in 2017. And she has this adorable, beautiful Australian accent. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Anna Comerford is a trained psychic medium and a spiritual teacher who holds bachelor's degrees in education and health sciences. And she runs the School of Higher Learning. Frequently, she does workshops and courses in hypnotherapy, Reiki, uh, psychic mediumship, tarot reading, crystal healing, yoga, and intuitive astrology. And many of her courses have been certified with the International Institute of Complementary Therapies. These are all healing modalities that are wonderful for, you know, avoiding conflict or resolving conflict or just bringing peace to your life. Anna enjoys guiding others to get more meaning, purpose, and joy from their lives. And we're just so excited to have her. You can find out more about her at our website at conflicthealing.com and also at her website at annacomerford.com. And that's spelled A-N-N-A-C-O-M-E-R-F-O-R-D.com. But we link from Conflict Healing to her website. So, Anna, thank you so much for joining us from beautiful Australia. Oh, thank you for connecting with me, Mari. It's great to talk to you today. Yeah, so how is it, first of all, that you found out that you had these incredible talents and skills and gifts of being a psychic medium? Yes, good question. I went to some courses when I was in my 20s and going through a difficult time and I opened up just through these psychic and spiritual courses uh, and reading lots of books and playing with tarot and other things. I just started to develop my gifts and they just expanded as I you know, moved through my 20s and 30s. Um, and when I was a child, Mari, I had a few little weird things happened where intuition came in and I knew things before they happened. 
but it was a gradual process that was really fun to to experience. Yeah. Was it at all frightening or was it just fun and you felt comfortable with it? Uh, yes, lucky it was fun for me. Um, some of my clients and students <laughs> go through situations where they are frightened or scared when spirit or guides come in strongly or experiences happen in their third eye. But for me, it was a gentle, loving process and nothing ever scary happened. Well, that's good. That's good because I've talked to other yes. mediums that, that don't quite feel that way. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So, so let's talk about um, really when you, you know, now we know how you became a medium. So how is it that you decided to write this guidebook? Well, yes, I was teaching courses on psychic development and psychic toolbox and I had three or four books in my mind a few years ago to write and then one day um, I felt this energy come from behind me and through me and said, write palmistry book. And I'd written on Word doc the four books, a little bit of each, and I just focused then on palmistry, which I wrote in 2016. Then after that was finished, straight in 2017, I felt this real urge to write the spiritual guidebook and I wrote 19 chapters and found a different publisher and it all just bounced on from there. So the power of, you know, spirit and intuition just came through. And you know, it's so beautiful. I, what I really, really enjoy about this book is all of the wonderful exercises that you have to really help the reader to not only understand but to feel and experience what you want them to experience and give them an opportunity to try out these things and that I think is great I just you know whether it's Reiki or whether it's you know meditation or whatever it's um cleansing you know (laughs) I just uh I found it to be I've tried some of these exercises and I found that they're really helping me to be grounded and to experience, I think, some of the things that you, healing techniques that you're talking about. So Yeah, well, you know what? You told me, before, you know, I know you're an attorney, Mari, and that opens my heart because you're very wisely and got lots of education. You were telling me before how you do Reiki and that's helped heal some animals and you're open to, you know, books like this. And I have got two degrees and... Um, I found being in um, my head a lot does not always help solve problems. So when I, you know, went through difficult experiences in my life, I found dropping into my heart and doing exercises like I wrote in my book really helped me to manage my emotional life better, my relationships, my health, and my health has improved as I've gotten older. And... When you say, Mari, that the exercises are useful, it's um, recently I had a bit of a tricky situation and I went to some of my exercises and I kept practicing them and it helped me through a challenge and then it was resolved. And it's just these little things in life that we can do and that I teach my clients to just help them manage um, this earth plane and use spirit and use their subconscious and use the power of visualization, of meditation, of yoga, of movement, of breathing. And so I'm really glad you enjoyed the exercises in the book. Yes, yes. And, you know, there, a lot of this has to do with being mindful, 
you know, stopping yeah. and, and really looking within. And, um, and that's, that's so beautiful, you know, talking to your body and really being, um, you know, introspective too, to see what, what is really going on because we're always so outward directed that you can't really heal yourself if you're outward directed or depending on someone outside of you to heal you, right? Yeah, that's right. I think that introspection is important and, um, yeah, and looking at alternative ways, if we keep doing the same thing to the same problem, we're going to get the same outcome. But to be creative and look outside the box and try different things, and it's really powerful what can happen just by doing simple techniques. It doesn't have to be big. And how we're much more present for ourselves when we do these little techniques for our partners, our family, our community, people at work. It all, you know, affects the ripple effect of everything around us. And I think that is such a treat. I also work, Mari, as a two days a week as a school teacher. I've been teaching schools about 34 years. Mm. And I teach here in Canberra, Australia. Um, I also teach teachers across Canberra where I work. Um, about neuroscience, mindfulness and peace. And I've written in the book, I've added information about the brain because now new research talks about the power of the brain and how we can activate certain areas so that it links into our heart and compassion a lot more. And so I talk to um, teachers about bringing into the classrooms and into their own life as teachers um, because if we as adults are great uh, at doing all these things, we're better at being parents, better at when we have conflict in our, with our partners. I know I've used a lot of this stuff when um, my partner and I might be going through a challenge and it helps us work through things and coming from a different level that I might have dealt with 10, 20 years ago, I go, wow, I'm having this issue. What's the best place, way I can handle it? And the outcomes are phenomenal, and it brings so much more heart and peace into relationships. Exactly. You know, you were talking about neuroscience, and that's where, you know, we're soul sisters because um, I've been doing a lot of research on that, and um, I went to a three-day training with Mark Waldman, who wrote Neurowisdom, and he's done, you know, how how God changes your brain and how enlightenment changes your brain. So if you haven't read Mark Robert Waldman's stuff, you want to get a, a, a hold of that because he is very much into the neuroscience and how we can use neuroscience in our coaching and in our and in everything we do. And I incorporate the neuro coaching into my own mediations to help to calm people when they're, you know, in their limbic system and they're ready to fight or flight or flee or whatever, you know? So, uh, yeah, so we're soul sisters on that. Let's talk a little bit about um, chakras. And I know you have a whole chapter in chapter three on chakras and how to read them. Maybe people driving by who are business people or some of the students here on campus, they don't know what chakras are. So could you kind of tell us uh, what they are and why they're so important? Yes. Uh, Yes. Chakras are energy centers of our body. So even though we're a physical body, we've also got an 
energetic field around us and the seven main chakras, Mari, are linked to the glands in our body like, you know, adrenal glands or linked to our thymus around the heart area or our thyroid gland in the neck and in the brain linked to our pineal gland. And so they're sort of vortexes or wheels of energy that rotate and hopefully science one day will be able to tap into this even more to show how what we think, what we eat, how we breathe, how we move affects the energy of our bodies. And then like many years ago, I used to have asthma and so my heart chakra and my lungs used to get blocked and my... Um, energy in my breathing would be affected and it would be cleared either through having a good cry and releasing old block grief from my lungs and that would help my heart chakra to spin and work better or uh, when I changed and stopped eating as much sugar as I used to many decades ago that helped my breathing um, my heart chakra spun so things like alcohol coffee too much gluten, things like that clog our chakras and make it um, make us feel more sluggish. It stops our intuition, um, not, you know, you still have intuition, but it won't be as open and as bright. So, yeah, there's a whole um, fascinating area about chakras and movement. I know when I do yoga and meditation, I feel much more expanded. I feel like there's more clarity in my energy field, in my thoughts. Um, it opens up my third eye chakra a lot more. So, yeah, writing there about different examples of chakras um, and little exercises to help open and expand them. Yes, I love this exercise, the chakra exercise. And, you know, one of the things I saw, you have this chart on chakras about the colors and um, how those, I, I guess, if we would use those colors to help activate those areas that might help too. Is that right? Like if I want to activate my root chakra to feel more safe and secure, maybe the color red, maybe meditating on that color red would help. I'm, I'm not sure. Yes. That can, yes. And holding crystals or, yeah, or yeah, like you said, meditating or visualizing colors, wearing colors, being out in nature and even sunshine has got beautiful rays and hues of colors that helps the aura and cleansing, lying on the earth. Um, yeah, that's all helps. Like if I open my third eye now and look at your aura, Mari, yeah. you've got some beautiful purples and greens. Green's a natural healer. Purple is of someone who has a deep interest in the metaphysics and thinks outside the box. Um, you've got a bit of blue around your head area, which is to do with compassion um, and to do with, um, what's the word, um, clarity. Um, mm. I see a little bit of tightness around your left hip when they show me the purple-green colours around your middle section mm. of your aura. And when I say they, it sort of gets information coming through me from the cosmos or from the spirit guides mm. or from the higher realms. Um, and also I see down there showing me your leg area. I see sort of browns and greens and earthy colors and I feel like walks and nature and connecting your soles of your feet to nature as, as it does with many people helps bring up the earth energies and the crystals in the earth which is proven by science which I write in my book how there's a lot of um, 
uh, crystal energy deep inside the earth and I love when I do a prayer or meditation to call up those beautiful crystal energies embedded deep within the earth to come up through the soles of my feet, come up through my legs, into my adrenals, giving me energy and clearing and up through my spine, into my shoulders, my neck, my head and out through the top of my head, my crown chakra, just to give me an extra boost of energy throughout the day or more clarity or calmness. Mm. So, yeah, those sort of things really help. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about the third eye. Maybe my listeners don't know uh, really the importance of the third eye and and how we can use that for our intuition and, you know, kind of to figure out what's going on in our lives. Yeah, the um, third eye is really interesting because it's situated between the eyebrows and it's... um, in chakra language, it's usually a purple color, lilac, deep, yeah, purpley blue color, but it can be other colors depending what's happening in the, your aura at the time. And I feel like we're all born and gifted with a third eye, and it, it can be opened and expanded through closing our eyes and asking the third eye to open and expand. Some people experience a third eye looking back at them. Some people are showing a garden or a vision. You can ask your higher self, look, I'd like to open up this third eye area, show me some visions, show me some images or give me um, a feeling in my heart or knowingness of what I need to do to work more with my third eye. And I find when people open up their third eye through meditation, yoga, putting crystals on their third eye or any part of their body, I find they'll get more dreams because then their subconscious, which speaks to us in pictures and images usually, um, will activate and open up even more through our dream state or in our awakened state. So during the day we might get flashes of images or insight or um, more claircognizant, which is just knowing something, going, oh, I don't, I don't know that logically, but my body's telling me something intuitively. And it's usually the intuition that's usually more right than the ego or the logic or the the monkey mind that wants to chatter away, which is very useful at times, but um, sometimes that can lead us astray or be based on fear. (laughs) Yeah. When you talk about intuition, you know, for me, I kind of feel it in my solar plexus when something doesn't seem right. I, I get that feeling in my, in my solar plexus, which is right, you know, but my belly button area and um, and so what's that all about? You know, is your intuition in your solar plexus or is it in your third eye? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because the, yeah, science is saying now there's lots of nerve endings around that solar plexus area just above the navel, as you said. And um, I feel like there is this gut-brain connection where... There's a lot of um, nerves and streams of energy going up and down, connecting and communicating from our gut to our brain. And I work as a naturopath, nutritionist and herbalist as well. So I talk to and teach naturopaths around Australia about how the influence of food and when we eat good food and herbal teas and liquids and pure earth foods from the earth, that 
it helps put great minerals and vitamins and hydration into our gut which helps the neurotransmitters to be formed and they travel and work its way energetically as well as physically up to the brain, feeds our brains with good nutrition. So it expands that brain consciousness so that we can have more um, insight, more good cognition, making better choices and heart connections as we were saying before. And I feel like that whole chakra system, when it expands, we do feel, like you said, Mari, that gut feeling about something, that we feel that around the solar plexus. Some people feel it more in their heart chakra. They get a strong negative or positive um, response from their heart or their gut. Um, and that's a really good way to tap into what is our body doing, what's the right thing for us, which way should I go. And that's a really good barometer if we're tapping and dropping into our body to get a message from it about what's right for us to do. Right. I think I think that's so helpful to kind of really be in touch, to listen to it. So whenever I don't listen to my intuition, there's always a problem. <laughs> You know, you know, when I, when I listen to my head instead of to that intuition, then it's a mistake. And so I just want to kick myself later and I go, you know, logically I shouldn't have thought that, you know, but, but intuitively my intuition knew more and I didn't listen to it. And yep, that's when I make mistakes, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So how about, um, you know. How about what is a a psychometry? Is that something to help us figure out what to do? What is that exactly? Yeah, yes. A psychometry is holding... Have you ever done that, Mari, where you've held on to a letter or someone's hand and you've got instant vibration or feeling or awareness or a clairsentient, which is feeling something and knowing it? Um... So yeah, I remember being taught many years ago to hold on to someone's watch or their ring or their bangle right. and close my eyes and tap into the energy and vibration of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I've never been able to do that, but um, I just, I don't know. How do you, how do you develop that? Just listen. Uh, yeah, um, or holding, I went to a course once, I wrote the... Um, the activity in my book where we all had to hold a crystal for 10 minutes in this class and then the our aura and vibration and you went into the little crystal and then we had to anonymously swap the crystals around the room which the teacher did and we held a crystal of somebody else that we didn't know in the group and we had to read the energy of the crystal and that's like psychometry Mm. read the energy and then we all had to share the crystal's telling me or talking to me or sharing me, the person that held this for 10 minutes, they've got this, this, this happening in their body, their life, their mind, their soul, their mental space at this moment. And then someone in the group would say, yeah, that's me. I can confirm wow. that you're picking up. from." So it's fascinating. It is fascinating. So uh, do, do we have, you know, sometimes I think, that we, I have a guide telling me what to do, whether it's God or whether it's an angel or something. Do we all have guides? Yes, I, I feel like we all have one or two main spirit guides um, that it's their job to assist us through this life plane 
and to nudge us and help us. I know when I'm sad, I feel like there's this cosmic hug from my guides around me coming in to say, we're here for you, it's all okay. Um, and they sometimes give me a little gift, like someone will give me unexpectedly a bunch of flowers or something nice will happen. I feel like my guides have orchestrated that behind the scenes. Mm. Sometimes we have relatives that have crossed over Mari. If I'm reading someone's palm and I'm touching their hand, like psychometry again, I might get a grandmother that's crossed over that says also, um, you know, that they're guiding them and they're helping them when they're asleep and they're helping them with their worries. So that's um, really beautiful. You've got a really nice big female guide standing behind you. She's very tall, very expansive in energy. Sometimes they show me a visual. Sometimes I just sense an energy or a color when I mm. see clients' guides, main guides standing behind them. The main guides have usually not incarnated on the earth plane. They're usually just in the cosmos, the higher realms, and they're so loving and forgiving and pure. And no matter what mistakes we make, they're always there for us to help guide us because they know that mistakes and errors are just our soul's journey and our soul's way of teaching us and helping us to evolve and grow while we while we have this amazing opportunity to be on this earth plane. Um, yes, yeah, so it's just beautiful. And the more um, you meditate or ask your guides to come in or say before you go to sleep, can you come in and show me yourself in a dream or give me some message or give me a sign throughout the day that you're around me and start to build a relationship. Give them a name that you like mm. um, and that they'll know when you call that name that you're calling to them and build a beautiful relationship and it's really heartwarming to have that connection. Oh, that is beautiful. I I, I tried to do that once, and I forgot. I think I had a really great name, but then uh, I kind of forgot to, to do that anymore. But I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're reminding me. So we only yes. have about an, another minute left. I want to make sure that um, we say the name of your book again, The Spiritual Guidebook by Anna Comerford, and the subtitle is Mastering Psychic Development and Healing Techniques, which I love because you can really practice. It isn't just uh, like a lecture. It's like explain and then try this out. So that is really wonderful. So if you could just um, give us again your website and how we can possibly, can we get the book from your website or do we go to Amazon? How do we do that? Uh, yes, on my website, com. it's got a tab that tells you where the book is, can, can be purchased from, but Amazon, Booktopia, Book Depository, uh, and yes, it does talk about Reiki and healing and learning healing, even when you don't do a course, just learning it naturally, channeling healing energies through the bodies as well. Well, that's perfect, a perfect time to go. Thank you so much, and we will keep in touch and love to talk to you again for your next book. Thanks, okay? Mari. What a privilege to talk to you. Thank you so much for the interview today. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org. On the net, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. you got to fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's cry, be the lion's roar.
Frank, host of Privacy Piracy, which airs every Monday morning on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm also pleased to present information about the beautiful Ocean Institute in Dana Point. Join the Ocean Institute for a tide pool hike led by one of their expert naturalists. The hike will take you through the Rocky Marine Conservation Area located directly behind the Ocean Institute in Dana Point. Families can explore the area and search for snails, crabs, sea stars, and other animals that make the tide pools their home. The winter months are the best time to explore these magical marine ecosystems. There are numerous dates that you can join these beautiful hikes and explore the world between tides. So look on ocean-institute.org slash event slash public and then you'll find all about the tide pools and the other wonderful opportunities to learn and grow more about the beautiful oceans that we live by. That's oceaninstitute.org.